To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers welcome to the opinionated bench warmers podcast episode 95 Ramon, we just witnessed some a great another great play-in game, man. It, you know, the play-ins have been great so far. Outside of two games, I would say Charlotte and the Pacers didn't seem like they wanted it too much. But here we are, man. We finally got the positions that uh the matchups of the first round. So we're gonna just give our predictions of what we think will go on. But first, we gotta go over these playing games and what just transpired. The Warriors have just been eliminated from playoff contention due to the hands of John Morant and his 35 points along with the Grizzlies, uh, which really surprised me. Uh, but we introduced in the podcast, Ramon. Today I got Ramon. We just got, it's just me and Ramon today. No third host. It's just the original cast. Shout out to Los as always. But how you feeling, Ramon? Man, I'm good. You know, like you said, shout out to Los in his absence. Uh, you know, we're gonna hold it down and everything. Uh it's just just a crazy time, man. Crazy to see what just happened. So, like you already said, man, I know we got a lot to talk about in this pod. And you know, I'm never one to hold it up too much. Let's go ahead and jump into it, bro. So we just witnessed the Warriors eliminated. Steph looked really, really sad. Of course he would. Um, but this they fell short, man. Uh you know, what can you say about that game, man? Right now we're recording at 11.09 uh, Central Time. So we're just recording right after we just witnessed the Warriors be eliminated officially. So we'll have the Grizzlies facing the Jazz in that first round. Uh, the Grizzlies has earned the right of the eighth seed to face the first seed of the Jazz. So before we get into that 1-8 matchup in the Western Conference between the Jazz and the Grizzlies, we must discuss the playing game. So, first of all, before we get to that, what are your thoughts on the playing games this go around? Yeah. Uh, so, my thoughts on the play-in, man, uh, is, is crazy uh, because in the West, you had all of the play-in games pretty much come down to the final possession or two. Um, and in the East, you didn't have any good play-in games. Honestly, they all ended up being blowouts. Um, so I know that this may be a tough take, and I'm going to say this take based upon what just transpired, but I don't believe that the play-ins were a success. And I'm going to say it from this regard. At the end of the day, we want to see the stars. Um, and so if the play-in, no matter which way you, you shake it, I know that it was fair. So, you know, hats off and shout out to Memphis. I'm not trying to down them at all when I say this. But, of course, we wanted to see Steph Curry in the playoffs. 
And, you know, the play-in resulted in Steph not being in the playoffs. And so um, I think as a whole, with just the blowouts that we saw in the Eastern Conference, all of the West games were really good games, close games. You look at that, you know, even that Lakers and the Golden State game, it coming down to the final possessions in that. You look at this game, like you said, that we just witnessed tonight and how good of a game it was. But at the end of the day, it resulted in Steph being eliminated. And we like to see the stars in the playoffs, honestly. And I'm not getting ahead of it. I'm going to just say this note and give it right back to you. But I was really not signing up to see uh, a Jazz and Grizz first round matchup. So <laughs> so tonight, honestly, I actually was rooting for the Warriors because I just wanted to see Steph in the playoffs against uh, Utah. But that's not to get into the matchup ahead of time. But that's just my quick take. I understand. I got you, man. Ironically, today, the three finalists for MVP was released and uh, Steph Curry was a part of that company, despite him, of course, struggling to get into the playoffs. And now they haven't made it into the playoffs. So I thought that was interesting. But I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, I feel like the Lakers and, the, and Golden State probably was the best game was the game of the year. And um, it resulted in the playoff and in, in a play play in game. So I think we looked up and got that matchup like we talked about on the last podcast. But you know, outside of that, I, I do agree. I mean, I, I mean, Charlotte didn't belong. The Pacers proved to not have belonged. So it's just like yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. think that I don't know. I mean, yeah. you thinking that you're working on like getting rid of tanking, but. You know, some of these teams just don't belong there, man. So, I mean, we saw that resulted in that. But more specifically, Golden State fell short. Um, do you feel like – do you feel like Clay is the answer? you feel like will this be a different team when Clay comes back finally after two years? Oh, yeah, this is going to be a much different team when Clay comes back. Uh, Clay, first of all, <laughs> gives you – the best spacing on the court that you could ever imagine when you have two shooters out there that can shoot that are two of the top five shooters we've ever seen in this game. We know Steph is the best that we've seen. Clay is a top five shooter of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, so you look at his presence just from a spacing standpoint, but you look at Clay really to me out of any of them in Golden State, he's the one that even steps up in the big moments in the big games. Uh, but also, too, what he does on the defensive side of the ball. So you're looking at a two-way player. You're looking at, by far, your second-best player on the team. You're looking at a court spacer, a floor spacer that's going to give more room to everyone. That's going to prevent some of those double teams and triple teams that Steph Curry is seeing at 35 feet. Um, so, And it just puts everybody else on that team in their regular roles. You know, it, it puts them to where – okay, now, okay, we're not dependent on Wiggins to really be our second score. You know, we're not really looking at some of these guys who probably should be playing bench roles to come in and contribute and give us 10 to 15. You know, maybe they can give us six to eight. So it's a big difference there with Clay missing um, and even some of the other pieces that they're missing. But they definitely miss Clay Thompson. Yeah, I agree. I think that this game could have been one if they had Clay for sure. Um, I think Golden State, I mean, they've been on a, on a high horse for quite some time. You know, they dominated the, the better part of the last decade. So, I mean, they probably and have participated in as some of the greatest teams we've ever seen in NBA history. 
Um, but you know, uh, it is what it is. They're they're going home, so we're about to talk about the the, the relevance. Uh, you sound like you kind. Of, I don't know why it sounded like you kind of enjoyed a little bit that they, that they went down. Like I heard the little the little <laughs> slight tone of voice. Well, oh, oh well, they they've just been dominating for about the last decade or half decade. So yeah. forget about them, you know. Yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> I think I I think America will agree with me that it's time. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, we don't mind seeing the, the failure there, but uh, now you know we got move on to that first round matchup. Uh, if you listen to this, we're putting this out early at midnight. So uh, we're just going to try to get you ready for these first round matchups. The NBA playoffs open up tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, so that's a huge deal. We got some great games, some great matchups, interesting matchups, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, but, you know, let's talk about the West a little bit uh, with the first round and, you know, the Grizzlies that won the day. Against the Jazz, number one seed in the Western Conference. I, I don't know how I feel about the matchup. It's it's a, it's kind of a weird matchup because you want to know how Donovan Mitchell's health is doing um, with that team. We do know that Jazz is a deep team and they're a talented team. Um, I don't know if I don't know. I don't see the Grizzlies really. I don't think the Grizzlies will get even one game. Maybe. Um, I, I, I think that they'll get one, uh, but I think that they're going to come out flat in game one, honestly. Um, now, like you said, a lot of this does depend on Donovan Mitchell's health, but I just believe after coming through that play in um, and even kind of seeing, honestly, on the other end, how Golden State was kind of flat tonight to begin that game. I think that Memphis may have that similar type of hangover in game one. And I believe that one may get ugly, especially if Donovan Mitchell is working his way back in. I think that Memphis can get a game. Uh, They are a talented young squad, uh, a tough-minded young squad, especially with a guy like, you know, of course we know John Moran is leading that team, but to me, Dylan Brooks, I really like him as a player. Yeah, I really like his mentality as a player. He he's a he's a bucket getter. He can get to the you know he can penetrate. He can get to the lane. But also too, I like how tough he plays on the defensive side of the ball. So it's going to be interesting even to see Donovan Mitchell come back because he's going to be faced with you know some physical defenders on the perimeter. Um, but like you said, I mean Utah is going to have a hand in that series. It won't go past five in my mind. But mm-hmm. I, I'm giving it right now to gentleman sweep. Okay, gentleman sweep. I, I'm gonna go sweep here. Uh, I, I think that Memphis, uh, just their expansive experience may be the difference, uh, their lack of that and them being a young team. Uh, I do feel like if they can get out to a, a good enough start, then they may be able to squeeze one out. But I think after a big win versus the Warriors, I feel like they gonna, they, they have to come back to earth in game one on Sunday. That's a quick turnaround for a huge win. Uh, they probably will – I would speculate that they would be flying to Utah, you know, yeah. tonight. Yeah, tonight. you know, to get to get ready. But I, I don't think they'll get a game. I think it's it's a it's a turnaround thing. I think Utah's well coached and, and is a great team. Um, we'll move on to the next matchup. Ironically, I think this is the best matchup, not just because I'm a Lakers fan. We're a Lakers fan, uh, but that two seven matchup between the Lakers and the Suns, man, I'm going. I'm going for two Lakers there. I think we're in for a long series. I think the Suns are a talented team. They can put up points and they can defend. 
So I, I think that, you know, even with a Chris Paul, he, you know, you saw what he was able to do in the bubble with the Thunder, um, which was a far more inferior talented team than the Suns team that he's a part of. Um, you put him on the Suns, I, I think we I think we might be in for a long first round. See, I actually feel differently. Uh, the only thing that makes me feel that it could extend is that you still see kind of LeBron is still getting his legs under him. AD is still having those moments where he's getting his legs under him, even though AD is also playing soft in moments. I'm going to just call it what it is. He's being soft out there. Yeah. It just is what it is. Um, and that's a whole nother thing. But I think that you'll see this to me, honestly, be kind of similar to what we saw in the Lakers playing Portland in the bubble and playing Houston um, in the bubble last year, where people kind of thought that those series may go long and may go the distance. And it's two, you know, it's another team that's really driven by their guards. I know that they have Aiden and, and what he can do on the inside, um, but really a guard driven team. I think that the Lakers really do a really good job of defending on the perimeter with guys like Caruso and Schroeder and KCP and Wes Matthews. And I believe that this will ultimately, in my mind, be a five-game series. I believe that they have no answer for AD, like zero no, no. answer. No one has an answer for AD. Uh, yeah, and I believe that they'll obviously have a tough time with LeBron as well. So i um, not going to obviously say that they'll sweep them or anything like that, but I think that this is a five-game series, honestly. You love that gentleman sweep, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um uh what I will say though is that um just with 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 Chris Chris Paul's impact, I feel like that alone mm. they can get a game. Mm. Um but I mean I mean you know we're gonna need a they're gonna need a great game out of uh Booker. They they yeah. definitely gonna need a great series out of him. Um but yeah, it's gonna be an interesting series, probably. I think that will be the most competitive series in the West Conference for the first round. But we'll, I, I'll get your thoughts on as we move yeah. on to the matchups. We'll move on to the next one. Um, so we got the – I did second and uh, – so let's do third and six. The Denver Nuggets versus the Blazers here. Um, Denver's a different team without Jamal Murray. You know, we call it for what it is. They do have Jokic. Um, I think that – Jamal Murray's his status just being in question alone gives the Blazers an opportunity to push that series to six. Um, um, I, I, I ultimately think that the the Blazers may push this game, may push this series to six, but I think Denver probably will ultimately overcome it because I think the Blazers missing some some pieces. But we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that series? Yeah. I think that, honestly, to me, this is going to be the most competitive series in the first round. Um, I believe, like you said, the presence of Jamal Murray not being there with him not playing, um, you know, for the rest of the year, that's that's just going to be really tough for Denver to really uh, be the dominant team that they could have potentially been in this series. I think it's going to make things more difficult for Jokic. It's a different thing being defended in the regular season as opposed to when a team can really scheme for you in the playoffs. And he's going to see uh, more bodies thrown at him um, than probably he's ever seen at this point with Jamal Murray not being there. So you're going to need a guy like a Michael Porter Jr. to really step up in this series. You're going to see what Aaron Gordon is made of and if he can really step up in the playoffs. And so ultimately in this series, I'm actually taking Portland to get it, um, and I'm going to take How many Portland. Games? 
I'm gonna take Portland in seven. It's it's a tough one, but I'm gonna say this one goes the distance and goes seven. Um, ultimately, I like Dame in a game seven, man. I, I know that it'll oh, yeah. be in yeah. Denver, and I know that you know we are getting back to the point where some fans are around. But man, I like Dame in a game seven. You know, I think it was maybe two years ago, uh, two or maybe three years ago when they uh actually you know beat denver in the playoffs you know a few years back and so um it'll be a good matchup but i think the presence of jamal murray not being there and also portland now having that third score in norman powell and the way he's been playing um i i'm gonna actually go with my boy dame and maybe that's a homer pick because dame is my favorite player in the league yeah that dame (laughs) is definitely one of my favorite players in the league if it does go to a game seven i'm with you I'm with you there, but if, if it will, but I'm gonna stick with Denver. Denver mm-hmm. in six to mm-hmm. me. All right, so so we'll go to that um to the last one we'll cover here, and that is the Dallas Mavs and the Clippers who avoided us. Right. <laughs> that fourth, that fourth and fifth matchup. I think I think the Clippers are sweeping, bro. I I do, man. It, it's just because Porzingis he with his inconsistencies. And his his durability is in question. Um, he set games out. You know he'll come back and then tweaking it. Like I just I don't trust him there. And you know even though Luca does seem to play well against the Clippers, I just feel ultimately the Clippers are just a more talented team than the Mavs. Um, what? Let me ask you. What do you think I'm gonna say here? I think you're gonna go against the grain and say that. Dallas gonna get two games. Nah, I thought you were gonna call me off of my gentleman sweep, man. I'm, I'm going another. <laughs> I'm, I'm going another gentleman sweep uh, with with the Clippers taking it. Um, I hate to kind of disrespect the Mavs because I I did it last year going into the playoffs. I disrespected them, and Luca made that a really interesting series. Um, and being able to take them to six. Uh, but I really believe that the Clippers will be a different team in the postseason this time around, just because you and I know about that guy Rondo, man. If it was if it was down to me trusting the regular guys, mm, I don't know, but I do believe in trusting that guy Rondo, and I actually hate that he's over there uh, in that Clippers locker room in a Clippers uniform. So I'm taking him in five. Um, but like you said, it, it's mainly the things with Porzingis is held is so much on Luca's shoulder. And I believe also, too, they're going to miss that shooting of Seth Curry in the playoffs. Um, and and the, the and it's another piece I think that they're missing from last year as well. But ultimately, um, taking the Clippers in five in the gentleman's sweep. <laughs> you love that gentleman's sweep, yeah. I thought you were going to call me out for it, man. I thought you were going to call me out. No, man, I thought you was going to go six games with them. But, the, yeah, I, I just can't believe in the Mavs, man. I, I just – they are uh they rely heavily on Luca. It's like Luca, here's the ball, go make a play. And I think historically, which we'll get to the East and Giannis, you know, that doesn't work. You know, the Bucks tried it with Giannis, it just doesn't work when it comes down to the playoffs. Um, I think the Clippers are for a superior, more team. Uh Kawhi barely played this season, so he should be well rested. I'm going Clippers with the sweep. Uh, but Rondo is a big part of this yeah. playoff run. Um, so we're moving on to the East. The East is more, way more interesting than it used to be. Uh, we, I guess we'll start, we'll be consistent and start with the Sixers and the Wizards. 
Uh, six is gonna sweep them, man. <laughs> it's gonna be nasty. I think, uh, you know, I, I think that they try to hype up the matchup just between the beef between Westbrook and Embiid. But I, Westbrook, I mean, not only are they a poorly coached team in Scotty Brooks, but Ooh. I think Ooh, that shots fired. Shots fired. I think that Westbrook really needs some more help. You know, like Bradley Bill is nice, but. You know, Bradley Bill is not really much of a playmaker. He's a scorer. Uh, and a lot of a lot relies on Westbrook. And outside of Bradley, there's not much talent on that team. So uh, I, I think they'll get swept. I think the Sixers are, are gonna gonna, you know, do do make easy work out of them. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. I'm not going gentleman sweep. I'm going actual brooms. <laughs> I'm going actual brooms on this one. So I, I'm definitely taking Philly uh, to win uh, four zip. Uh, Embiid is going to dominate them. Ben Simmons is going to make life difficult for the combination of Russ and also for Bradley Bill when he guards them. They they're not going to have an answer for Philly. That's a quick series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's sad, man. Sad. <laughs> so we, we go to the, I guess we'll move on. All right, you really it. got sad on that, bro. Like, that series really depressed you, bro. Oh, man, you know, it's always at least two series of every NBA playoffs, even before the play-ins that you just, like, you're just like, bro, why are we even playing? This? Right. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. So you got the second and the seventh. Uh, again, man, Brooklyn versus Boston. I feel like that's another sweep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm with you. And it's it's another thing. Now we do have to, you know, because last podcast we kind of got on Jason Tatum about him having to step up, and we even like kind of talked about it on Twitter, and he stepped up, man. Yeah, he really did. But I think I don't believe in him in a series. I don't think he's quite there yet. No, Jalen Brown. It's just like your offense is going to have to almost come from Tatum. I don't believe in him. Yeah, Brooklyn's going to have that way. Yeah, that, that's going to be a quick one. I know the other night when they were talking about some matchups on like TNT and, and Kenny Smith was trying to talk it up and saying this whole Kyrie and Kimba dynamic of who's better and Jason Tatum wants to be Kevin Durant and it's interesting storylines. Man, miss me with all those interesting storylines. That Brooklyn trio alone is going to kill Boston. And you just talk about even the supporting pieces that you have. It'll be quick work. Uh, so for both of those, the first two series that we've mentioned in the East, go ahead and get your brooms out, man. <laughs> go ahead and get your brooms out. No gentleman sweep. No gentleman <laughs> sweep. <laughs> All right. So we'll m- move on. <laughs> the Bucks versus the Heat in that 3-6 matchup. I mean, that's going to – I think the Bucks will win it. I think it's going to go to six games. though. Yeah. No, I'm actually with you as well on that one. I think I'm taking uh, Bucks in six. I believe that that piece of Drew Holiday is going to pay off for the Bucks in these playoffs. Ooh, uh, yeah. That that's going to be a big addition to them, even in some of closing moments with games where you can't always have the ball in Giannis's hands. And now you don't have to exclusively rely on Chris Middleton to be your closer. You have a couple of options there. Um, so ultimately, I think that they'll get it done against Miami at this point. I think that the Bucks are just a, a superior team, a more talented team, and uh, yeah. they better get it done or Budenholzer going to be 
<laughs> he gonna go fishing as a coach. He getting the can. Like, he getting the can if they don't get it done. So yeah, I I, I think so. I think so too. Uh, Jimmy Butler is gonna be a factor though. He's yep. always a factor. His intangibles, what he's able to bring to the game. We talked about him last year in the playoffs that he is a Swiss Army knife. He brings a lot to the table, whether it's defense, offense, playmaking ability. So it's going to be interesting to see how he comes out. But that's why I think they'll pull off two games, and that's why I think the series will go to six. But also, I feel like the Bucs are a more talented team. Like you say, Drew will be the X factor in their series, and I think he will step up to the plate even more so. Then you got Giannis, probably one of the most talented players in our league. So, yeah, it should be interesting. I got the – so you say you got the you got you got the Bucks and six, right? Bucks and six. So we'll move on to the most interesting matchup of the Eastern Conference, which is the Knicks in their four-five matchup facing the Atlanta Hawks. Give it to me, man. I'm letting you go first because I don't know who's yeah, going to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you said, man, that is that is such a tough one, man. That's really the out of all these series to me that's the most unpredictable one um i believe that this is a seven game series i i really believe it's a seven game series neither team can rely on experience in this situation you got two inexperienced teams you do have to me two really good coaches what tibbs has done for that team in new york he definitely is a coach of the year candidate we know that monty already got one of the coach of the year awards there's still another one to be given out, but Tibbs, it's a 1A, 1B type of situation. But what Nate McMillan has done since he took over yeah. that Atlanta team, the, the Atlanta team that was really falling out of the playoffs. Was at, the felony, in, in, at the felony in Indiana. Yeah, and, and to see him coming in and um, that team finally get a little healthy as well because, you know, early in the season, they struggled with a lot of injuries and that kind of messed with some of their continuity. Uh, but when you're thinking of pieces, you know, with Trey Young and Bogdanovich over there um, and you still having, you know, your your Hunter, you know, DeAndre Hunter over there and and um, what's your boy, John Collins, that's over there. Clint as well. Capella. Yeah, Clint Capella. There's some talented. There's some talent over there in the Knicks. We know what Randall has done. Uh, we know that even R.J. Barrett has elevated his game in this year. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel quickly has been playing good basketball for them. So it's one of those matchups. That's, Derrick Rose. Yeah, Derrick Rose is playing great basketball. Um, has really reshaped his game. So I'm gonna go ahead and say Knicks in seven, but it's literally like. 51% confidence there. <laughs> like, like wow, I, I really, really, really yeah. don't know in this series, man. Yeah, I think we'll get a better idea after the first game. Yeah. First two games, but yeah, I'm going with you. I think it's going to go to, I think it's going to go to distance. And like you, I'm going Knicks. I think yeah. that ultimately the best player in the series on the best, um, the best player in the series team will win. And it's something that's this close. And I think the best player in this series is Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going to go with the Knicks, man. I'm going to go what with What do you Knicks. think, uh, just, just really quickly, what do you think Trey Young is going to do in his first playoff experience? It's going to be hard for him, I think, because he's not going to get the – I don't think he's going to get the easy shots that he got in the regular season. I think he's going to have to learn. Uh, John Morant really impressed me because I compare those two as a young point guard playing in a, in a very heavy game. He stepped up to the plate. 
but Trey Young, I, I think that he has a little bit more to go. I think he has mm-hmm. a little bit more to learn. So I, I, I'm going to go with that. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that I honestly think that he'll play well, uh, but I think that it's going to be, like you said, difficult with like playoff basketball is just different. And the way that teams can scheme for you is different. And like you said, some of those looks that he's accustomed to getting, he's not going to get. And we know that one thing about Tibbs, he's a a defensive savant. Like he is going to figure out a way to take away, you know, one of the best things that you do. So if that is, you know, finding a way to take away Trey Young, beating up Trey Young a little bit, getting physical with him, like he's going to experience some of those things in this series. So I think it'll be a very good learning uh, point for him. But I think that we, I think he'll still ultimately play pretty well. Like I think that he'll have a solid series, uh, but it's going to be a learning experience for him big time. Yeah, I can see that. I definitely can see that. So we kind of flew through the, through the playoff <laughs> matchups, man. That's it. You Being know, efficient, but that's man. Being yeah, efficient. You want to put, we wanted to put something out, of course, with the playoffs. Like we promised, we will be here all playoff long covering playoffs. So we hope that you enjoy our outlook of the first round. Is there any other storylines that you would love to cover during this playoffs, man? Like, who are you expecting to be the MVP of the first round of the playoffs? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, MVP of the first round of the playoffs. I'm going to it's kind of split a little bit on this one for me, but I'm actually say Kyrie Irving. I'm going to say Kyrie Irving. I would say that he takes this Boston matchup a little bit personally. um, And I believe that he's going to he's going to light Boston up, you know, Uh, so I'm going to actually go with Kyrie Irving. Okay, okay. who you got? Uh, Who you got? uh, Who you think? Who I got? I I think I'm going to have to go AD here. Uh, because yeah. of the fact that he has to play yeah. on MVP type level for us to advance in this first round against the Suns, I think it's a very tough first round matchup. It's not a typical first round matchup. I think we got a long road to go. Uh, one of probably the most difficult paths as well. Um, but I think AD is gonna have to play on that on that MVP All Pro type level for us to go anywhere. And, you know, I think that he will. I think he will step up to the plate. So that's going to be my first round MVP here. Um, what matchup are you looking for the most? I, I think we touched on it, but let's make it concise. Which first round matchup are you looking forward to the most? Oh, man, I hate to I hate to be a homer here. I hate to be a homer and say Lakers Suns. I, I, I hate <laughs> hey, to do it. Best, no, yeah, that's that, that, that's that's really ultimately what yeah. I'm looking to. Um, you're seeing the Lakers kind of round themselves into form, but still haven't gotten to peak form. You're looking at the Suns team uh, that was, of course, one of the best teams in this you know regular season, having the second best record in the league you're looking at the dynamic of you know lebron and chris paul cp3 the friendship dynamic but just the true two competitors and the two best leaders that we have in this game uh looking at d book finally getting some playoff experience how is he going to step up how is he going to react to that the dynamic of monty williams you know having the chance to be the lakers coach before frank vogel was the lakers coach him denying that and taking the Phoenix job and doing what he's done over there. Um, so it's a couple of different storylines there um, that to me are really interesting and intriguing. 
and the Suns just being blessed with a matchup to to where they had a really great regular season and they get blessed to play the Lakers in the first round. So um, ultimately, that's the one that uh, I'm looking to forward to the most. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna up you here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think partly because you convinced me as well mm-hmm. with your take earlier. But I'm gonna go with Blazers and Nuggets, man. Mm-hmm. I think that. I think when you think about it and think about how everybody lines up, I think that's gonna be a very, very extremely interesting matchup. And of course, I, you know, I'm a Dame fan. Yeah. Uh, so I think that he's really gonna step up to the plate. But it's gonna be interesting. Then Trevor Ariza. You know, we hadn't seen him play relevant basketball in a minute, so it's going to be nice seeing him out there. Uh, I'm sorry, he plays for the Heat. He used to play for the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, you know, I think that, you know, just in general seeing C.J. McCollum and and Nurkic finally healthy, just seeing those guys. Norman Powell. uh, Norman Powell, that's going to be interesting too as well. But I think that, you know, I think that'll be a very entertaining series. And if I was to pick a constellation, I'll pick, of course, Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, that Atlanta matchup, it's, it's going to be Atlanta Knicks. It's going to be interesting. Not only that, because the Knicks have not played relevant basketball. In, in what, what, what was the last time they made the playoffs? Like, um, I think when Melo got them there that year, when Melo and Amari were playing together. Yeah, sure, yeah. I can't remember what year that was. I don't know if that was like 09 or something like Probably, that. Yeah. It might have been 09 or 2011, one of those. It might have been 2011. Yeah, um, so, so that's going to be interesting. And then Ariza, it, you know, it's going to be interesting. I jumped the gun seeing him play with the Heat. Uh, just seeing, you know, Heat and Bucks, you know, that's another good matchup. Yeah. Just seeing him playing regular, uh, relevant basketball as well. So, actually, that would be my consolation. At first, I was going to say agree with you with the Knicks, but the yeah. the Heat and Bucks will be my consolation because I want to also see how Giannis is going to respond to what happened to him last postseason. Like, oh, what yeah. kind of chip do you have on your shoulder? Of the team that knocked you out last year and pretty much dominated you yeah. in the bubble. Like I think he's gonna try to do too much. And yeah. <laughs> I think he's gonna try to do too much. Uh, but yeah, it, it's time to call start calling out these players, though. It's time to really evaluate. Now's the time to evaluate these superstars for who they are. You know, I think I think it's it, it's time, you know, especially with Giannis, like it's it's time for Giannis to really make an impact. Yeah. And, you know, I think that a lot of times, you know, because of his talent, it can be mistaken that he's there already. But, man, if you can't perform in the playoffs, then, you know, it's, you're not there. No. You're not there yet. But I fully agree. Yeah, so you got anything else, man? I think we stay with last, that time frame. Yeah, last thing I want to say, man, is three rims, bro. Three rims. That's, <laughs> that's all I got left to say. Hey, three rims. Hey, hey, I will say this, bro. Like, I don't appreciate people saying that LeBron shot was luck. No, it, it was no, it wasn't luck. It wasn't luck. I seen him make yeah. shots like that routinely in games. I seen yeah. him make that in person yeah. when I went when I saw him play versus the Pelicans. Like he makes that shot, yeah. you know. And when you're a superstar, it's really just muscle memory for yeah. you. You know, it, you know, it, it's nothing. You don't really have to have your complete vision. Yeah, no, it it, it definitely wasn't luck, but he definitely is also dramatic as well. He he knows how to play up a situation. He knows how. You know, we, we, I think we yeah, both did agree man. that LeBron is dramatic as well. I mean, of course, my guy rooting for him. He's a Laker. 
Uh, but but the whole three three rims and and yeah. I chose the middle one. He like he like the he like the like like Stephen A. said. He liked to control his narrative, and I think that if he didn't play for the Lakers, we'd be pissed right now. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> think about how how much like throughout the years we've been like, man, he's a flopper. He's like, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of feel him on that, bro, because he's like so big. He like what 250, 260, yeah. 6'8. So he don't get all the calls that he would get if he was 6'2. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I agree. He I, I just had to poke fun at him, man. He he's definitely dramatic with it. But I do believe that what Draymond did did impact him because we saw what Draymond's fingers did to James Harden a couple of years ago. And so let's call it what it is. Draymond's pretty, pretty, a pretty dirty player. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I don't think on now when he was being really dirty, but you know he does have his history. But I just thought, man, we 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 had to you know poke fun at LeBron being dramatic oh, yeah. a little bit, like you said. Yeah. He loves to control the narrative. He loves to have the the heroic. <laughs> I, I'm the king. Like I, I'm out here seeing three rims and still making these shots. I I you know <laughs> like they said, all he needs to do is come post game and have an eye patch on. You know, to really sell it up, like he came in with the uh with the thing on his wrist the time at the once the finals ended that year. Uh so just it just had to call him out for it. You know, it's all in fun, man. But definitely rooting for him. Whatever, whichever way you see it, if you're seeing three or four rims, as long as you're hitting the shots, I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Let, but let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. We hope yeah. that you enjoy that first round. First round weekend kickoff is this weekend for the NBA playoffs first round, we covered what we thought would happen. Make sure that you are reaching out to us on social media, O underscore Benchwarmers, if you have something, if you have an opinion about the playoffs that's different than ours. Uh, also, you can hit us up on Instagram, O underscore Benchwarmers there. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on your favorite platform where you like to listen to them. Some of the platforms that we own, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed and leave a review if you enjoyed this. Make sure you're sharing this with a friend. We're going to get out of here. Like I said, opinionated bench one, but we're here all NBA playoffs. Hit us up. You know, thank you for rocking with us. Until next time, we out of here.